The 2020 Goldman Environmental Prize was awarded to the leader of the Warani tribe in the Ecuadorian Amazon and five other environmental activists. Uh, Namonte Nenkimo was recognized with what is considered to be uh, the Green Nobel Prize for her leadership in the legal fight against oil companies that wanted to exploit the Amazon rainforest for oil extraction. The Amazonian rainforest plays a vital role in slowing down global warming by absorbing massive amounts of greenhouse gases. But in alarming news, a study has found that destruction of the Amazon has accelerated in recent years. So for further discussion, we're very pleased to be joined by the founder and CEO of Rainforest Partnership, a U.S. headquartered international nonprofit dedicated to protecting tropical rainforests. On the line, Nianta Spellman. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us uh, here on the program. We know that the Amazonian rainforest is crucial for uh, combating uh, climate change. Deforestation, particularly, and we'll talk about the politics of this uh, under uh, Bolsonaro, but how bad has it gotten in the past few years? So, uh, you know, there was, uh, there was a time uh, about 10, 12 years ago that um, deforestation um, started going down. Brazil was actually leading in that effort mm. and uh, was really uh, a leader um, in, in setting an example of how to reduce deforestation uh, and uh, monitor it as well. But since 2015, rates of uh, deforestation rates have shot up again in every Amazonian country. And um, this year, 2020, is actually much worse than uh, what we saw and experienced in 2019. The difference is that last year, uh, in 2019, it made mainstream uh, media uh, uh, and got global attention for the first time. Uh, this year, we're dealing with a pandemic, and so it's not been so much in the news. But really, yeah. in the Brazilian Amazon, um, uh, uh, worse than about 12 years as you've been reading about it, right? Right. Now, the media coverage, um, so most of us are aware that the Amazonian rainforest is crucial. Um, but can you help our listeners understand in more detail? Because we know that it houses um, indigenous people. There are 3 million plants. Um, and animal species. What exactly is the significance of the Amazon rainforest to the global community? So it is incredibly disproportionately important for the health and well-being of our planet. It makes up, tropical rainforests make up less than 3% of the surface area of the planet, and the Amazon is the largest uh, uh, of this. And then, of course, we have them in Indonesia and elsewhere in Central Africa. Mm. Rain, tropical rainforests regulate our climate. They regulate the water cycle. They're, you know, critical source of fresh water. Um, they, it's, the Amazon makes its own rain. That's how vast it is, right? Um, it, the rainfall circles uh, a few times, uh, as, um, uh, and so its ability to, uh, basically dictate the weather patterns globally uh, and then the biodiversity, the immense biodiversity that it holds, you know, um, uh, 
uh, it's outsized um, that this 3% could actually hold uh, 50% of our terrestrial biodiversity. And, and then, of course, the indigenous peoples that live there, very distinct, and that cultural and linguistic uh, diversity as well. Um, uh, it's, it's something that uh, we don't have anywhere else in, in, uh, in comparison in any other area on the planet, the, sh- the sheer uh, concentration. And um, there is a tipping point to think about. At what point does this Amazon, enough of the Amazon is gone that it starts turning into a savanna grassland because it's not making enough of its rainfall patterns. And then what does it do to all the areas that um, are for the areas where the, um, sometimes it's talked about as a Brazilian, um, there's a Brazilian scientist who talks about sky rivers. Yeah. These sky rivers um, stop um, sending rainfall to other parts of the world, including for, you know, people like me that live in Texas. Um, right. Can you then explain, because you, you did mention how Brazil used to be a, a leader in, in this regard as far as um, combating climate change. Uh, what has changed and, and w- what is so different with uh, the current president, Jair Bolsonaro, and, and how he views the situation and how he has, his policies at least, have led to a more rapid deforestation of the Amazon? So, you know, Brazil has the highest amount of um, uh, uh, the Amazon. You know, Amazon's not just Brazil. It goes from Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, right. Colombia, uh, Venezuela, all those countries. Right. Um, and uh, uh, Brazil uh, is vast. Um, uh, um, and Brazil did manage to do many amazing things, including how they were monitoring and evaluating um, uh, using uh, some incredible technology. Policies have uh, consequences, and um, different administrations have consequences. And so when you stop enforcing certain laws, when you stop respecting um, um, certain rights, indigenous people's rights or uh, national protected areas, or you have um, incredible environmental laws, as Brazil does, Brazil has some of the uh, uh, most powerful uh, environmental laws in the books, but they need to be uh, enforced, and you need to have rule of law. And if that doesn't happen, and in a year like uh, when you have the pandemic, uh, when people can't even go in uh, to do the very um, um, basic levels of protection uh, um, against Outside forces coming in, really, uh, people wanting to cut down the forest, uh, economic forces driving um, the deforestation, whether for converting it to palm oil plantations, soybean, or cattle ranching. Um, and so if you have an administration that is going to give importance to development, give importance to the people who want to develop it versus the the rights of the people living there, um, um, the indigenous and local peoples that have been living in the forest area for decades to centuries, um, then you create an imbalance. Mm. And when you create that imbalance and you don't use the very laws that are on the books, then you do, you know, you have the kinds of results we're looking at. 
And as founder and CEO of Rainforest Partnership, could you just tell us about the efforts being made by your organization and other environmental groups uh, to try to first bring awareness to this issue, obviously, and and try to uh, somehow conserve the rainforest or what's left of it? So um, there are a lot of us doing this work. And um, as I said, you know, the fires last year um, made it to the mainstream media and that woke up a lot of people Mm. around the world. Um, So many of us working. The way we, Rainforest Partnership, work is we work directly with rainforest communities, both indigenous and local communities. We have a very integrated approach where we're helping communities make sustainable alternate livelihoods. We take uh, governance very much uh, at heart so that you strengthen every level of um, not just the communities, but the governments that you're partnering with. We do conservation science because how do you protect something if you don't know what it is? And this is an incredibly biodiverse area. There's so many species we've found and there's such amazing work to be done. But there's another aspect to it and that is what, you know, the rest of us that live away from these forests that we're just as affected, right, by right. This, uh, what happens to the Amazon. And so we've done a couple of things. We have Films for the Forest, where um, it's a global, um, it's, it's an international short film festival uh, uh, challenge. Uh, and by the way, we've had uh, films from South Korea. Mm. And, and we created World Rainforest Day, which is a day to engage and activate ever-increasing num- numbers of people. And that's June 22nd. And um, this year, June 22nd, 2020, was the fourth year. And then 26 million people around the world were um, um, engaging and taking action for, uh, um, um, for protecting forests. And so there are many ways of working. There's journalism. There's, you know, doing something at the policy level. There's something um, 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 like, you know, uh, co- at the corporate level. What decisions are you making that will have an effect um, on what happens to this forest? How are you purchasing? What's your supply chain look like, right? Where are you getting your beef? Where are you getting your uh, um, uh, soya? Where is your oil coming from? But beyond that... It's also um, the work like the folks like us do, which is very direct because, and, and that's the other part of the equation, the people that live in the forest, they want to protect the forest. It's their home. But when they're doing it, they're not just doing it for themselves. They're doing it for all of us as well. Mm. And that surely should have a value. And so more people that do the work like we do, and there are many good people that do this in Mm -hmm. NGOs and otherwise, um, 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 should be doing this. And I would invite your listeners to learn about that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think one thing we can uh, definitely... Uh, gain a sense for is is the appreciation for for the efforts uh, that you as well as you say uh, many many uh, hardworking and uh, passionate individuals uh, trying to get some change done for the good as uh, this has indeed become an existential crisis for for all of us uh, uh, for future generations as well. Nianta Spellman, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate your time and your insights. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you.